This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode 303 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I'm joined by Amy and she is the founder of Giving Tree Hospitality, a property management company in Blue Mountain, Ontario in Canada. And Amy has been a host since 2011, so almost a decade, which means that we'll be able to learn a lot from her. She's got a ton of experience, just got some really cool listings, and she's also a member of Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, our coaching, our online coaching program. So Amy, super excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? And welcome. Thank you, Jasper. I'm doing really great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good as well. Is it is it getting cold there in the north in Canada yet? Or oh my god, we just had about two and a half feet of snowfall overnight, which is out of character, out of out of season for the beginning of November. So, uh, yeah, I spent the morning shoveling. <laughs> it's beautiful though. Everything's crisp and white and fluffy. Did you build a snowman? I haven't yet. It's not even on the list. I should put it on the list of things to do. <laughs> That's what I would do, build a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So let's dive into it. You've been hosting for so long, since 2011. You know, your listings look really, really great. You've got some interesting ones. You've got the lovable Karma Cabin, which is a great name. You have a, a home that kind of looks like a, it's a chalet, but it's, it's like a, it looks like a dome almost. You got an yes. airstreamer up there, and so you've got some really, really interesting listings. And I think the one thing that you really understand well is to how to create a unique experience for your guests. And I imagine that's why you're so successful on on Airbnb. But let's go back to 2011. What got you into onto Airbnb? Oh my goodness! So I started initially as like a traditional bed and breakfast, I guess. I decided to retire at the age of 30 <laughs> and um, I just wanted to you know, work from home and I loved the idea of hosting people. So I had my own website and we had converted a barn in the back of our property into a guest cabin and we gave it a really funky, um, kind of a yogic spiritual vibe and uh, we attracted a lot of of people because of the uniqueness of the property and you know Airbnb kind of came on the scene around that time and I used Airbnb as one of my you know marketing tools and got completely hooked and I dropped my website probably around 2015 and went all in with Airbnb and how did that work out for you <laughs> really well so yeah I've been hosting full time since 2011 I guess what I learned from the Karma Cabin was that a listing doesn't have to be perfect to be attractive. And, and actually, it's those imperfections and those 
quirky, quirky features that really create a space that people love. Um, and it keeps them coming back and it gives them something to talk about with their friends. So we, you know, had a lot of success because of the, the weird features of the Karma Cabin. Like one of them being we have a clawfoot tub in the living room. <laughs> so um, it just didn't fit in the tiny bathroom space. So it's actually up on a platform, almost like on a stage, and it overlooks a picture window. So at night you can see the stars and there's a, a wood stove just beside it. So you can actually feel the warmth of the crackling fire when you're in your bubble bath. Um, and, you know, to, to design something like that and to kind of pitch it as, as a great idea, it might've been a hard sell, but it was just, it kind of fell into place and we worked with what we had. And from that learned that, you know, we can really, you can almost make anything successful on Airbnb as long as there's, you know, it's got a soul, it's got heart and it's fun and funky. It's funny the the bathtub, the, the, my previous apartment here in Barcelona, I actually had a bathtub on my rooftop. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so it's really interesting. I actually never used it. I why actually, not? <laughs> I I'm, I'm thinking right now. I'm like, why did I never use it? Um, one of my yeah. friends, one of my friends, he showed him the rooftop, and the first thing he wanted to do in the morning is is, is take a shower in it. Um, for some reason, I've I've just always used my shower that was located <laughs> in my bedroom. But it was kind of interesting to have a have a bathtub on the rooftop. It did provide some entertainment um, when I threw a couple parties. Just like the first thing that people notice is like. There's a bathtub, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I get what you're saying. I, you know, it's like it makes it it makes it unique. It makes it different, right? I mean, normally it the does. bathrooms are in the bathroom, but you know, it doesn't have to be. I guess. Yeah, well, I think I think maybe that's one of the things, though. It's like it might not work, or it might not be a feature that you love and you use every day in your home. But when you're traveling, you're just kind of your your mindset changes, and you're kind of this free spirit, open minded. You're in that that kind of that fun, playful headspace. And so I'm guessing if I checked into your home and found that bathtub on your roof, for sure, it'd be one of the first things I do. Just like if I was, you know, you're traveling here and you arrive, you know, one of my Airbnbs, you're probably actually going to make a snowman today, right? Like yeah, you're just that, would, yeah. yeah, that fun, know, playful yeah. mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. What are, what were some other, other quirky things about your, your listings? Oh my gosh. It's kind of unending. I guess the, the Airstream, I mean, it's semi off grid. So that kind of presents an opportunity for people to experience, you know, living with less, but you know, there's an opportunity to just sink into nature. We have, of course we have barbecues at all of our, um, we have like two glamping listings. We have the Airstream and the tiny house. So both of them are just very Instagrammable. There's a lot of, uh, you know, style and we've thought a lot about the design, really fun colors in the Airstream, like lots of colors that are really funky and they pop. We have a record player. People love that. They come in and put on a record. Yeah. And they just pare down. So they really, it's like you can decide on a Thursday afternoon that you want to go, you know, camping and basically just show up with your clothes and, and a simple meal plan. And we've thought of you know, everything that they, they need to enjoy a night away and then lots of fun little delight factors. So at both the tiny house and the Airstream, we have handmade gourmet uh, s'mores kits. So maple syrup flavored 
marshmallows with coffee infused chocolates. We call those like the lumberjack s'mores. They're very Canadian with gluten-free graham crackers. So to kind of guide people to the fire pit, we have bamboo skewers so they can roast their their marshmallow to perfection. (laughs) We have Jiffy Pop. You know, it's kind of like a thing to the the night to make some popcorn over the fire. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what else we have that's that's quirky and unique. I mean, in the the newest listing that I'm helping to restyle and to uh, kind of create a more upscale listing with is the one you mentioned that caught your eye, the the dome. Um, so it's called the Beehive, and we're branding that one as more of a woman's retreat. So kind of the tagline being, you know, treat her like a queen at the Beehive, and we are going to be offering uh, bachelorettes, bridal showers, women's getaways, Um, because it's a very feminine structure, lots of beautiful curves. And I mean, there isn't a square corner in that space. So all the, you know, the walls are rounded and the ceiling is, you know, that beautiful arching ceiling with the skylights. It's just, it's gorgeous and it's going to look really great. Um, We're going to be doing a big reveal uh, the first week of December with that makeover. So that's something I'm, I'm really, really passionate about and interested in is helping people, you know, take their listing to the next level as a property manager. I'm able to walk in and see what they, they don't see in a space. You kind of get used to things as they are when you own a property and when you're an Airbnb host. So uh, the strength that I bring is coming in with a lot of, you know, just nothing but possibilities for the space and really helping the owners feel confident about investing in decor, uh, making the right decisions and knowing what attracts guests, what, what people love about Airbnbs and kind of helping steering them in that, that direction so that they can attract more bookings, of course, make more money, but really feel good about the experience that they're giving to their guests. Yeah, I think that beehive idea is, is, is amazing. I think that's a great idea. I wouldn't be surprised if the owner is going to end up making more money even after you take your cut because of oh, your... Oh, absolutely. And yeah. The, the they, <laughs> So that's like, that's the biggest win-win that you can think of, essentially. Yeah, for sure. No, and they, um, they own a few properties in the area. And so it's kind of like we have a rollout plan for the, the first one is the, the Beehive, um, mostly because I just, I just loved the uniqueness of it. But they also have another property that has a golf course on the front lawn, like a mini putt, which I'm really excited to help them rebrand that listing and, and also take that one to the next level in terms of uh, branding and what kind of services we offer and all the extras, the hospitality extras that we can uh, be really playful with that listing too. How do you find these owners? Are these people that are already in your personal network or do you reach out to them? Um, So that's kind of evolving as my business is evolving. So initially um, people found me through my website, uh, word of mouth, and also back when Airbnb supported the co-hosting marketplace, that's how I got my kickstart was about 2016. And uh, now it's still word of mouth. So networking is still a really important piece for me. And the other thing for me is now that I'm really clear on what kind of properties I love to host and what I'm really good at, where my passions are, I've been starting to go after and it's basically cold calling um, property owners and real estate investors and talking about the potential for their properties or, um, you know, their interest in maybe letting go of some of the operations and, you know, how they can make more money by, by working less. That's really an appealing concept. That's been my foot in the door um, for the most recent property that I, uh, properties that I've picked up. It's just literally going after 
what I want and, and the kind of properties that I want to add to my portfolio. Awesome. Awesome. Makes a lot of sense. So can you share some, uh, some of the things that you've learned over the years? I mean, you've, you've been doing Airbnb for almost a decade, uh, which is incredible. And so I'd love to hear some, some advice that you have for people that are just starting out or maybe some people that also are, you know, have like a listing or two and want to start managing some properties. What would your advice be? Hmm. I think it's, it's that you don't need to wait for everything to fall into place and you don't need to wait for things uh, to be perfect before you start to grow or you start to, you know, launch your listing and host guests. You know, a good Airbnb host is always growing, learning, um, kind of, you need to be okay with a certain amount of chaos <laughs> and it's all how you respond to it. I mean, I strive all the time to deliver a five-star experience. That's exactly what what we're aiming for, but you know, sometimes things happen. So, you know, a hot water tank can break or there's a plumbing issue and it's all about how you respond to it. So in the same way, if you're deciding you want to go from one listing to two listings and you're nervous about, you know, what that workload might be. And I would just say, go for it, just run with it. And the best way to learn is by doing, um, and you can apply the lessons that you've learned from your first property to the second. And it just, it kind of grows like a snowball <laughs> to go with the snowman theme of the day. Um, you don't need to you know, wait until you've read every book about Airbnb and hospitality. And you don't need to wait until, you know, you've finished your business plan even, although I wish I you know, had done it that way. I think it's okay to just jump in and learn as you go. And, and like I said earlier, imperfections can actually be can be a feature. They can be something that you, you spin into what's unique and what makes your listing interesting and not necessarily something you have to, you know, demo and, you know, renovate a space. It's like, how can you take that little quirk about your property and feature it? That's amazing advice. I love that. Although there's one book that you have to read until you, and you can't start until you've read that book. And <laughs> what book is that? Jasper? <laughs> what book would that be? <laughs> No, but I, I think your advice is amazing. I totally agree with that. I think uh, a lot of people and a lot of my clients and people in our coaching program, I think one of the, the main things, the mentality, the mindset of what we're trying to instill is to not wait too long because people always try to be prepared. And you're, when you do something new, you never really feel, you're never going to feel prepared, right? Because you don't, just don't have the experience yet. And so I always think it's better to just kind of jump in before you're, you feel ready and just learn by experience than trying to wait till, you know, you've, you've read everything and you understand everything and, and everything is perfect. Cause that, that situation is actually never going to arise. It's not. And, and you know what, like if you're really genuinely connecting with your guests that can come through. So your intentions are good and, and being honest and upfront, if it's your first time, hosting a new property, I would, I would say, um, don't be afraid to communicate that and let the guests know that, um, you know, this is exciting. They're your very first guests and you're here for them and you're so very open to feedback and cause you want to provide, um, a five-star experience and you, you really want to give them an amazing getaway and, and you're just that much more available in the beginning. And then as things move along, you can, tweak and get your systems in place. And, um, you know, that's when you get to kind of enjoy the more passive part of this business, the passive income. But in the beginning, yeah, I, I would, I know, I hear some people that they kind of hide and they pretend like, you know, that they've got it. And I feel like that's maybe 
that's where you kind of step into some tricky waters, right? When, uh, if it is your first time hosting a property, you may not know everything about it. And I think it's good to be honest and upfront and let your guests know, and they'll be probably a bit more patient <laughs> and understanding with you if, you know, you don't have a quick answer on how to troubleshoot the dishwasher or something like that, just to be genuine, right? To be real. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll never forget my first group of guests when I started hosting back in 2012 in Amsterdam, because I very much just put my listing online and as soon as I put it online, I think I had my first booking within a few hours right. and it was for, I think two days later or something. And so I remember just sitting in my apartment waiting for the guests to arrive and it was a group of girls actually. And I had no idea what was, what I was getting into. Or I, I remember thinking like, I wonder what they would need. And you know, I wonder if they're going to like my apartment. I, I just did not know anything about hospitality or whatnot. So I remember they arrived and then one of the girls was like, Oh, do you have a hairdryer? And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't dry my hair, <laughs> but wait, I'll be back in 15 minutes. And it's exactly. to the store, uh, <laughs> dryer. And then I came back and, you know, there was, there was a few other things that I didn't think about that were missing in my apartment. Cause you know, like travelers need different things than when you live in, in somewhere. Right. But anyway, like it, you know, it wasn't a big deal because they were so appreciative that I, ran out and got, got them one that, um, you know, they gave me a raving review. But if you look at, if you look at the actual property, there was a bunch of things missing. Like it really wasn't prepared to receive guests. It was just my apartment essentially, right? I didn't really, you know, add any amenities or, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't prepare the tiles nicely and like right. all sorts of things that I wasn't doing well. But just because you know, like you said, I was just authentic and I was just like, well, this is you, you guys are my first guests. Like I didn't think about a hairdryer cause I don't dry my hair, but I'm going to get you one right now. And so they were, you know, I got an amazing review from them, even though just like you said, like it wasn't perfect and it doesn't have to be right. I think the most important thing is just that you show as a host that you care and you're trying to do the best you can to, you know, to accommodate your guests as, as, as best as possible. Absolutely. I think that's the authenticity piece. And I mean, I would, I really hope that there are a lot of people that are, you know, listening to your podcast, reading your book, like get paid for your pad and that they aren't maybe jumping in, you know, without a bit of preparation because when you started, when I started, it was a different market. I think now there's more and more Airbnb guests that are experienced Airbnb guests. And so they're coming in with higher expectations. They may themselves be a host. I, I can't believe how many you know, guests that I host that happen to mention, you know, that they're also super hosts or they, you know, they have multiple properties. It's just like, it's mushroomed since, um, you know, in the last 10 years at least. And so, yeah, I mean, be prepared, but be authentic, you know, like the balance between those two things. Do you ever get tired of explaining the same thing over and over to each guest? With Hostly Digital Guidebook, you'll have higher quality interactions with guests and leave the boring details to your trusty guidebook. Have a guest who's passionate about ice cream? Tell them about that. Or maybe they came to your place just to visit the great beaches. Focus on those details. Hostfully Guidebooks make sure you cover the basic stuff like check-in, check-out, and property information. And make sure that you don't spend time explaining the stuff that, frankly, isn't that interesting. Learn more at hostfully.com. So are there any, any practical advice in terms of any aspects of listing 
or anything like that? Any advice that you want to share? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm always, always talking about like how important it is to spend the money uh, right from the beginning on tasteful decor, um, you know, and refreshing your space. You can put that money in on the front end and it will come back to you tenfold. And to be generous, uh, you know, not to be worrying about, oh, what is the cost of this coffee? Like buy the good coffee. Make sure you're anticipating your guests' needs. You know, here in Canada, it gets a little chilly this time of year. So you, you know, you set out a basket of nicely rolled up throw blankets and, you know, extra warm blankets on the beds. Just not to be a stingy host, be a generous host. Make sure you're infusing your listing with those delight factors. So it's not just the welcome basket uh, that brings your guests joy. It's, you know, in every room that they're entering in your space, there's a little something extra. And ideally, it's something that maybe you haven't mentioned in your listing. So it's that little, I call it delight factor. It's just a nice, like a nice surprise. Um, so you're exceeding their expectations. And that can be just, you know, like really thoughtful, tasteful collection of, you know, brand new crisp magazines that are set out. Ideally, you're attracting the right guests. So, you know, like people are going to love those magazines because they've chosen your listing based on their taste. So the decor matches the book collection, right? Like it's, it's a curated experience and make sure if you have, you know, a fun idea that you just run with it, you know, putting a hammock in the living room, a hanging chair, a record player, you know, maybe things that people don't have in their home, uh, that they get to experience a different way of life or just a bit more of a, I keep saying we're playful. And I think it's true when you're on vacation, you're just kind of, you're there to play and relax and unwind. And it doesn't always have to be practical and safe when you're creating your Airbnb listing, like make it fun, have fun with it. Yeah. Great advice. And by the way, I want to ask you, your photos look so great. Who took those photos? Did you get the Airbnb photographer or did you hire somebody? Back in the day I did, I did benefit from the free photography and that was eye-opening. And from that point forward, I would never again post a photo from my you know, phone or my camera. It's just a world of difference in terms of you know, how crisp and clear and bright and the warmth that you can convey in a professional uh, photograph. So I work with a local real estate photographer. And lately I've been asking our guests, like you know, just up front, like if any of you happen to be photographers or you take any beautiful, stunning photos, uh, if you'd be open to sharing, we'd be so grateful. And so I just just started an Instagram account and have been kind of populating my Instagram photos with really tasteful, beautiful photos that are, have been gifted to me from my guests. The channels are open. I'd like to receive many different types of photographs. And I've just started including photos with real guests in my listing. So the Airstream has some really gorgeous photos that were taken by Karina Noyes and and she just gifted me the most beautiful set of pictures uh, during her stay. My mind was blown. <laughs> I, you know, again, it was like next level photography in terms of the staging and just showing the real experience of a guest. So not having just those really sterile real estate photos on your listing, like those are good. They show you, you know, how a well-staged, you know, clean, ready for check-in space is, but also like, what does the space offer? So you know, seeing the, in my case, the records kind of spread out on the coffee table, you know, seeing how the kitchen looks when she's got a nice, you know, spread 
for lunch set out and you know making the coffee. I'm really, really into that, really digging those photos. <laughs> Just the again, goes back to the authenticity and like the realness to so be able to show that to a guest. They can look at the the photo and really imagine themselves in the space. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a little sense. And I'm looking at those photos and I think it's a great idea to have somebody in the photo actually showing what the experience looks like versus just just the space, right? Because that's what it's all about. That's something that I want to start doing um, in my units, actually. Uh, next time I go to Colombia, for example, I want to make sure I'm, I'm going to take some pictures of, uh, you know, throw a party on, the, on my patio or something and then take a picture just to show like what people can actually experience when they're, when they're there. So I think, I think it's a great idea to have people in the photos. Yeah. And, and goodness, like beautiful people, right? Like, it, like just real, real people. Um, if it were me in the photo, I, I just don't think that's going to sell. Like, you know, the host kind of standing awkwardly in the space. Like these are real <laughs> guests enjoying the space. And, and yeah, for the uh, beehive, we were talking about, you know, throwing again, like you're doing, throwing a party and having, there's a local company that will bring a vintage trailer in and they serve beautiful, like she's a mixologist. So they serve really great cocktails and just kind of demonstrating like what women can do on these women's retreats to really take it, you know, and make a really luxurious experience and a fun, unique experience and to kind of just paint that picture for them. Um, But if it were just me standing, like I say, in the photo, (laughs) it wouldn't, it wouldn't portray the real, like the real experience of, of what it is to be a guest. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, no, 100%. I've, I've seen no. some of those photos like on listings where it's like you can tell it's just the homeowner in the house. And to me, that detracts. It just looks looks odd. But, um, you know, find those people that are uh, models or they're social media gurus. They've got a great following and they're used to being in front of a camera. They're very natural in front of a camera. Stay away from, you know, <laughs> the selfies of yourself in your space or, you know, <laughs> do it okay. professionally, right? So no selfies. Okay. That's a good. Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think when I stay at an Airbnb space, like I don't, I want to feel that it's a real space and I kind of, you do get a sense for who the host is, who the owner is, but I don't really want to see like personal photos in the space. And I think there's something about like, if I go on the listing and all I see is, photos of the owner in their space. I have a hard time erasing that and imagining, you know, it being a space for guests. So that's just something like mentally that happens for me. Yeah. It makes a little sense. makes a little sense. And uh, I know some people are now using uh, Instagram. We talked about it uh, on the last podcast as well, but today I was at a conference here in Barcelona and there was somebody from the, from the UK um, Mark Simpson is his name, and he specializes in direct bookings. And he did a, a talk about how to use Instagram for your listing. And uh, it, it reminded me as well that you know when guests are on Instagram, you know you can and you if you are on Instagram as well, you can ask them like, hey, if you you know you can give them a discount or give them some something if they if they want to tag you on on Instagram, and then you can always ask them to if, if you can use their photos as well and I, I know somebody who who gets almost all the photos from the from the guests actually that shared them on instagram that's perfect because you could spend a whole day trying to stage like you know a real guest experience or you just you know ask your guests who are already there living that out like i think that's brilliant Makes a little sense. Well, Amy, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom with us today. It was really amazing. So let the let the listeners know how they can find you and 
your website and everything? Absolutely. So my website is givingtreehospitality.com. And of course, I'm now on Instagram and feeling my way around the Instagram world. And so we're at Giving Tree Hospitality on Instagram. Awesome. And you are in Blue Mountain, Ontario, which is not too far from Toronto, is it? That's right. We're about two hours north from Toronto. You can click through my website and on my portfolio, you can get a look at all of my listings. They're all there. It'll just send you to the Airbnb site. We have like a business page on Airbnb. So feel free to have a look around and get acquainted with my properties Absolutely. and all their quirks. <laughs> and even if you're not traveling to Canada, I still recommend you check out Amy's listings because they look great. And I'm sure you can find some inspiration in the listings and the photos and, and, and everything. So thanks, Amy. Great thank to you have you in the course. Great to have you on the podcast. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, next week, I'm back, of course. So see you then. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.